I invite you to join me in On Fire with Linda Fields. It's a movement designed to calibrate, validate, and activate men and women like you who love God, putting your God-inspired passions and plans into action to carry out your callings in all seven spheres of influence. That's business and economy, government, education, family, arts, media, and church. On Fire with Linda Fields exists to help you complete your God-given assignments with a community of kingdom connections. Whether it's increasing your current sphere of influence or changing paths to walk into your purpose, if you want to set the world ablaze through Christ's power, join the movement at www.onfire.global. But get where it's comfortable because I want to ask you a few questions as we're getting started. Is that okay with you? I want to know a few things uh, before I share with you the number one secret that will make or break all your media efforts. I know I'm in the room with a lot of experts today, and I know some of you are expert at speaking, some of you are expert at podcasting, some of you are actors and actresses, we have writers, we have all manner of talent in the room. But I am going to present to you the fact that there is one core skill that if you put this in place, all the rest that you already know will work so much better. So that's why I have a few questions. Uh, raise your hand. Are you a writer? Who would consider themselves writing? All right. Fantastic. Um, who's writing a book right now? There we go. How, who needs to write a book right now? Okay. <laughs> Um, how many of you are podcasters and you send your message out through the podcast waves? Okay, a lot of you I see raising your hand. Who does live events? You do a small group, you do a leadership retreat, you do women's events, training events. So what are you saying in your social media, in your blogs, in your messages that go out in any genre that is really moving people? Do you know? I know you must love connecting with your audience or you wouldn't be here today. I know this matters to you because I can see the look in your eyes. I can see the hunger. And uh, I call this, yes, living life on fire. There's a, a way we can impact our audience which is higher than any other way which I call on fire. And when we do, it is awesome. So I'm going to get personal with you. Is that all right? How many of us can do that? How many of us do it on an ongoing basis and even do it effortlessly where we're not, we know we're connecting with the audience and uh, we're, we're getting into that place in the heart where we know there is a, a hurt, a pain, a question, a need. And isn't that what we're all about when we exercise these media muscles? making that heart connection. But let's just be honest, have you ever had that appointment for your message to go out and honestly, you're just feeling flat. You're not motivated. You're like, why did I agree to write this article? Why am I on this podcast? What was I thinking? Let's just be honest, okay? There are times where we find ourselves in the room and we wanted to make a difference. We wanted to touch the audience in a deep way, but we just didn't have it in us. This is a locked room. We're all in here, just us girls together and Lauren, and he's safe. 
<laughs> but there are those times where we find ourselves in a very uncomfortable situation. Maybe we're tired. Maybe we're overworked. Maybe we're sick. Maybe we've been ill. Maybe we've lost a friend. Maybe we've had a real bump in the road. Maybe we're just in a funk or have had a tough, really tough day. My car just about fell apart last night, and I took my first ever Lyft ride from Fort Worth to here with somebody named Cornelius a couple of hours ago. <laughs> and I've had a rough morning, okay? And so I can let you know that, right? I can be real. And when uh, I think back to times in my career, I've had plenty of opportunities to be real. You know, there's no other way to really do it and connect with your audience. I had a big meeting with an engineer for the Corporate Learning Center that Marina mentioned to you a moment ago that we got to build. It was such an exciting high point of this part of my career in academia. And I was getting ready, I was in a, in a big rush. My husband, Rick, who I call my hunk of hunk of burning love, which some of you have met, isn't that right, Donna? That's oh, yeah. perfect. Okay, there you go. Um, is waiting to get me off to the college for this big meeting. And the architect's gonna be there, our industry partners are gonna be there, everybody who's anybody with this project. So I'm in the bathroom getting everything done, doing the mascara, and thank you, Sue Ellen, for pointing in those three black dots all ago that needed to go. But I didn't have Sue Ellen in that time. And as I was getting ready, I picked up um, some eye drops, so I thought, because my eyes were red, I'd been up late. So I'm in the bathroom and I do like this and I squeeze the bottle and I see a drop coming toward my eye and I am now realizing that's way thicker than eye drops. So I have now <laughs> squirted my nail glue oh <laughs> into my eyeball. <laughs> and so my eyelid closes and stays closed. <laughs> So I keep thinking, oh, a little water, I'll get this taken care of. Of course, it's doing nothing. So I call Rick, honey, could you come in here a minute? He always knows that's a sign of terror, right? <laughs> and so he comes in, he says, what is it? I said, well, I can't open my eye, I'm having a little trouble. He said, I, I have glued it shut. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just looking at me, panicking, reading the label, like, you know, is the woman gonna lose an eye now, wear a patch, like, what are we gonna do next? And I end up at the eye doctor. The eye doctor has uh, identified the fact that now my top eyelashes, which there weren't that many of them, and the bottom ones are all glued together. And so he had to cut them apart. And when he did, all the bottom ones were now glued to the top ones. And so I finally had more traction up there, but it was very out of balance. <laughs> so, so here I am waiting to get into the, one of the most important meetings of my career. Yes, don't you love it? Don't, don't you, feel, you feel my pain. <laughs> and so I actually wore some very dark sunglasses into a meeting inside a fully lit building. There was no good reason for wearing sunglasses. But I acted like it was normal and just went along. <laughs> and, uh, and it worked out. So there's some times where you just don't have it together and you may have even done something very stupid like I did. But you've got to find a way to go into your audience, say, hey, it's been rough out there today. This is what I'm facing. Can you help me out? When we enter honestly the voice, whether it's a podcast, a talk, a meeting, and people know that we're real, we don't act like we just have it all together and never have a problem, they will what? 
lean in. Mm -hmm. Listen, because they know you're not present, presenting yourself to be perfect, mm -hmm. right? And so let me ask you, let's take the other side of this. Close your eyes just a minute. Imagine the time that you spoke or wrote or sang or danced or produced or did what you do and it was so on fire. And you're like, man, it does not get any better than this. This is it. Think back to that moment. How did you feel? Remember the feeling? Remember the excitement? Remember the joy? Weren't you excited to be reaching your audience like you knew you were born to do? Do you remember their faces? Do you remember their applause? Do you remember their stories and comments? What were you able to accomplish so effortlessly by operating on fire? Open your eyes. Wasn't it grand? I can see the smiles on your face remembering, okay, that day I really hit it out of the park. I preached a sermon. I preached in a Baptist church before we knew girls couldn't preach in the Baptist church <laughs> a few years ago when my pastor asked me to do, a, no, no, he asked me to speak. The women speak and the men preach, right? Uh, and it was on Mother's Day, but it was preaching all the way around. And at the end of that sermon and message, I thought, Lord, that is what I was born to do. I love this. And there was a big grand piano. I didn't play it, but uh, there was a big grand piano on the stage. And uh, I was standing by it where I had my notes. And I remember I just began to weep at the end of the service because I thought, Lord, this it's what you made me to do, is reach lives on fire. Friend, don't ever forget those wonderful times where you know you are operating on fire. And in fact, what we want to talk about today by the end of this enrichment time that I'm sharing with you, you're going to discover how to live life on fire and deliver what God has put within you or on you. <laughs> And I'm going to be giving you some tips that will guarantee if you employ these tips, you're going to have a lot more days and events and engagements on fire than not. Do you like that? Yes. Okay. Uh, so here's the first thing I want to teach you. You ready? Who's taking notes? Let's see a few journals coming out. How to get your fire back when you're not feeling it. You're not motivated. You're wondering what in the world are we going to do? I've seen some individuals try to cover up their feelings, their stress, what they might think are their inadequacies, and come across to the audience uh, when they just sweep all that under the rug. We come across distant or plastic, or a word we've heard all too much since 2020, fake, right, outright fake. Mm -hmm. And when this is our first impression to the audience, they don't want to hear what we have to say. The phones come out, making their grocery list, talking to somebody, slipping out of the room, right? Because we've already lost them before we even got started. But I've also seen the ones who came in real, admitting it had been a tough day, and telling the Cornelius story, and admitting the sunglasses were hiding uh, a faux pas of... I don't even know how to describe it right now. A terrible, <laughs> a terrible mistake. Um, in the height of my, this time I was mentioning to you before about the Corporate Learning Center building, 
I, I literally ran from meeting to meeting. And there was a time where our building had several stairs running up to the platform where you go into this big, massive school building, college building. And I remember one morning, I was so focused. I had my pumps on. That's one of my life goals is to wear pumps every day. And as I was running up those steps, I lost my footing, and I ended up on all fours. Now, it was very early in the morning, and I don't think anyone else was there yet except maybe the security man. But I thought, I can't lose any ground. I've got to hurry. So I crawled up the stairs on all fours <laughs> before I could get back up. Sharon is like, is this true? It's true. And got into the building. And when I did, I had a great story for the staff. It broke everyone's stress and disarmed the questions people had about the day when we're under a lot of pressure. And it just made it okay. So what, what do we have to do? Ladies, we've got to learn how to get our fire back and how to show up real and authentic, warts and all. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously you make professional decisions about just exactly how far you're gonna go, but you can't be invincible and behind a plastic shield where nobody knows you're a professional with a real heart. So we're gonna talk of, as far as we can get of a, about five keys to help you live on fire because people are looking for real. So one of these keys is being willing to own your own pain. There's a story I've told for years about a fire that I was in, a physical fire as a teenager. But I used to kind of sugarcoat it, just to be honest, because it was so catastrophic to me that I really didn't want anyone else to know how bad it had actually been. And <clears throat> the day came where the Lord confronted me about that, and he said, if you don't tell them about your full pain, they will never understand my full glory and what I did for you. And so I began to open up the story about the scarring, about the pain, about fighting for my life all night long while I was floating up off the gurney in an emergency room of a, of a hospital. And um, the prayer chains going all night long that prayed for the Lowe family, that was my maiden name, that God would spare our lives, that God would hear us, that God would help us, that God would literally save us. And over that first critical night, God's people went to prayer and God moved. And I have used, I have learned to use this as my foundational teaching for everything else I do. Because I own my pain, I can bring you into the story from your own pain. We all have a fire. It may not be a physical fire, but we've been burned. Maybe betrayal, maybe divorce, maybe bankruptcy, maybe loss of a loved one. We don't have to go far to think I've had my share of fires. And so my question for you is, are you willing to let your fire become your floor and not your ceiling? If you set your mind to let your own tragedy and your own pain, if you set your mind to own it, and you say, this is what happened, this is how I felt, this is how bad it hurt, this is how I didn't know what in the world I would do. And when you get honest, people can't wait to hear what happened next. Because already I can see on your faces, you've got questions for me, and I'm happy to answer them uh, afterwards today.
But I want to ask you in your own life, if God has shown you an area of your pain that it's time to own, it's just time to own it. Say, this is what happened with me. This is what God did. This is what God taught me. I had to literally learn to walk again, and we all have the opportunity to learn to walk again coming out of our pain and being willing to own it. You know, the Lord is an amazing coach and an amazing leader. And he has fiery callings over each and every one of you today. I can just see even just like in, we read in Acts 2 about the tongues of fire on every head. And the Holy Spirit is present, is here with us, is interested in your life and your calling and helping you do it helping you be real and authentic and showing up totally on fire, how to clarify your message so that you go up from this place. How many of you are ready to go up from this place? Jasmine, may I ask you, my beautiful friend Jasmine, who's here for the first time today, if you would just pass those out. The color doesn't matter. There's blue, pink, green. Just everybody would get one. And as these are coming out to you, I want you to begin thinking, just remember again, that wonderful feeling when you hit it, hit it out of the ballpark, right? And then that kind of sinking feeling when we're going uphill and nothing's working. Where, where do you want to spend your time in 2023? Which camp do you want to be in? <laughs> Hello, we want to be on fire, right? And so if we want to be on fire and remember what that looks like, then we're going to have to change a few things in our lives because a decision alone is not enough. It requires taking action. And one of the things that was mentioned earlier, Sharon talked to you a little bit about the prayer plan in your life. I'm a very intentional girl. You know, if you have a doctor, you hope he does his exams and continuous training, right? If you have a chiropractor, you better hope he does his training. Uh, whoever you go to as professionals, you want to know they have a base of knowledge and some intentionality about their profession so that they're up and their skills are up to date. Well, I feel like that is the very same thing you and I need to do about our message and our media as get so focused for 2023 on what it is God's called us to do and a plan to carry it out that it's in front of us every day. It's not hard labor to do. It's invigorating because you know the scripture about writing the vision so that you can run when you read it. And so in the craziest time of my professional life that I was mentioning to you earlier, I began meeting with God at my kitchen table. It didn't look like this. I wish it had all this great cheesecake. But um, coffee pot for sure. <clears throat> And would lay it all out before the Lord. Who am I meeting with today? What's the objective of the meeting? What train wrecks am I likely to end up in? How can I uh, change the outcome? How can I pray for this person or disarm the smoking gun? Because there was a lot of, of political energy around what I was doing. Um, just in the world of academia. But it was an incredible thing that God invited us to do that impacted the lives of so many professionals. But at my kitchen table, with my journal thrown open, uh, God began to speak to me each day. I began to get 
an understanding that was very practical and very spiritual about the fact that God had assigned work for me that day. How many times do you get up and just try to start going down a to-do list? We're creatives, right? We can make a to-do list with a hundred things on it over a cup of coffee. And that's not always the best way to move forward. It's being intentional about who are the people I'm meeting with today. As, and you pray about that difficult team member or that difficult partner or client. We all have them. And you say, God, what is going on in their life? And then you, you have a chance. You take a moment at the coffee, sh at the coffee place and you say, hey, I've been thinking about you. I'm so glad you're on this project with me. How are you doing? And then pretty soon you find out there's an illness in the family or there's a particular problem in the family. And you begin to then be able to go right into the issue and to minister to them. And when you do that, you begin to unlock what the real problem is. We don't usually see the real problem. They're not there trying to make us miserable. Something else is going on, right, behind the scenes. So I always ask the question, Lord, who am I meeting with today and what's really going on? Then I always ask, uh, take a personal improvement area. Uh, I'm reading a book by David Green right now. It's called Leadership Not by the Book. It's a fascinating business book if you're interested in that kind of thing. But you should always be developing yourself. We never arrive. We're, we're in it for the long haul now and into eternity where we get to keep learning from King Jesus. And so uh, I always have a personal development section, a person I'm meeting with section. And then here, you'll love this, since I'm sure many of you are project-oriented. You always take one project that you can bump forward and put it on your prayer list. And say, God, what do I need to do in that spreadsheet? What do I need to do here to meet with the people that are holding this up? You know? And he will speak to you about your day. So it's not, here's 15 minutes, do my devotion, done, close the Bible and my journal. Now come over here, get out my planner, and look at my days. Rather, what we're doing is, okay, everything is together. You are one person, one heart, one vision that's being expressed in everything that you do. So um, I created it out of the need to survive in this uh, wonderful time of my life. I'm, I have so many lessons from, and then the prayer plan, your life is the result of that. I'm going to shift gears here for what, for you to decide what you're really going to take home from this. Who needs another nice little meeting? Nobody, right? Don't you have plenty of those? Uh, what you need are life-changing opportunities where you can sign up to do something different. And so I think some of us might be at a place where we've gotten a little tired. The holidays are still, we're still recovering from holidays. We just put up our Christmas tree. Um, Rudolph is back up in the attic and everything. Well, I did leave glitter all over the floor. My husband's always like, there's glitter everywhere. I said, isn't it beautiful? And he's like revving up the vacuum cleaner, you know. I'm sure he's home vacuuming right now as soon as Cornelius picked me up to get me over here. But if you need to sign up again, this would be the time to do it. Right here in January at the beginning of the year. And so on this card, I would love for you to write a private message to God saying, I'm signing up again, Lord, to live with fire. And so go ahead and uh, this is for you. I'm not taking these up. This is between you and God. So go ahead and write on one side of the card what you want to tell God about signing up again right now. 
what does that look like for you? And it's, it's unique, it's different, it's individual for each and every person. So in order to sign up, writing it is really important. It's not enough to just think it or say it or pray it. I, I say do it every way you possibly can. Put it on a post-it, put it on your computer, put it on the fridge, put it on the mirror. Write the vision. Why? So you can run with it. We've got to run in this season on fire like never before. The darkness is growing and what shines in the darkness? The fiery light of God's men and women in media bringing your message forward. So put the date on that card and sign it. Just a few more seconds to do that. You're going to make this a matter of prayer. Keep it in your Bible or your daily journal where you'll see it every day. And as soon as you have signed up, I feel like there's one other question for you to ask the Lord. So turn your card over to the back when you can and ask the Lord, what should I leave behind? What do I need to step away from? What do I need to stop doing is another way to ask this. We find a lot of ways to comfort our weary souls. A lot of those are time wasters. They may not be evil in any way at all other than they're taking away from the thing you're meant to do. So on the back of the card, see if the Lord prompts you a little less TV, um, a little less this or that, or maybe no, maybe he's calling you to a fast. Lots of people have been fasting. I have an email list and put out a call for a fast right before the end of the year, and I had a big response. People are like, I, I gotta get some different results. And sometimes that requires fasting. So just, just make the notes so that you've got a record of what you came for and getting that traction to live how? on fire and so if you'll stand up I just want to say a word of prayer over you with this uh, in mind I think this is your holy moment to seize and do all that God's put within you even if there's it's not completely planned out yet this is the perfect starting place so I like to uh, say when we pray that we want to hold our hands out like we're expecting to receive right when we pray we expect to receive and so just close your eyes. Just talk to the Lord about what you've signed up for again. Thank him for it. You have a holy calling. You are catching your calling afresh. You're signing up again. You're coming to the front of the line saying, Oh God, thank you for calling me to do this, to bring this message forth to do the things you've given me to do. Thank you, God. I want it. I want to say yes again. I want to do it wholeheartedly. I want to do it on fire. So, Lord, give each one here the clarity they need and the encouragement they need to go all in with you, Lord. This is no time for half-hearted commitment. Lord, that doesn't inspire anybody, even us, when we go to bed at night. So, Lord, just give us the wholehearted uh, energy, and spiritual clarity about our calling even today. Sharpen it as we go through the day and even before we uh, go to sleep tonight. Bring this to our hearts.
for a fresh, uh, fresh revelation, Lord, tongues of fire. Lord, help us step away from the things that are eating up our time, relationships that may not be healthy, things that maybe their time has passed, and let us just get your marching orders for 2023 and way beyond so that we can light the fire bright and bring a whole world with us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. OnFire.Global is a movement made of men and women who understand that past plans won't work for the future. We're in a new time and a new place that requires us to fan the flames of vision to a whole new level, going all in with God like never before. So fire up your purpose, come find your people, and frame up your plans to set the world ablaze together with me at www.onfire.global.